Life Audio. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Billy and the Goat. Today, I have with me Reverend Clyde Casey, a.k.a. my dad. Our show is all about overcoming life's challenge, overcoming adversity. But first, let me tell you about Reverend Clyde R. Casey. Having a divine calling to serve God as an ordained messenger, Clyde sought and received a Master's of Divinity from the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union University in Richmond, Virginia on May 8, 2010. I was there. That was a big day. After completing an internship at Martin Luther King Jr. Christian Church in Reston, Virginia, the title of associate pastor was bestowed on him. Reverend Casey serves as the associate pastor to a congregation of approximately 150 people. He developed a healing ministry that has assuaged the pains of those within the faith community who have struggled with cultural pathologies. The focus is primarily with individuals who need and request individual counseling sessions. He provides leadership of outreach ministry to the Reston community, assists the senior pastor in planning worship experiences, which includes preaching. Frequently, he preaches throughout the metropolitan area, aids in performing weddings and funerals, assists in baptisms, and administers communion when needed. Also ministers to bedridden church members in area hospitals and homes. Facilitates couple retreats with his wife and partner, my mama. Clyde served as a leader in therapeutic intervention and crisis support with over 30 years of experience ranging from community health services and public schools programming to the local court system. Proficiency in addictions has brought accolades from both colleagues and the community. Personal trials demonstrate healing and insight. In addition to strengths in substance abuse, training and management, clinical depression, family strengthening, and the innovative appreciate inquiry to further facilitate effectiveness in caseload management and supervision. Treatment modalities combine theory and practice application of substance abuse information, relapse strategies, prevention information, and understanding of the 12-step programs. Also develops and embraces programs that value, respect, and nurture the complete person as well as a diverse culture as a whole. (laughs) Clyde, you do a lot. You do a lot. You do a lot. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. If you, I know what you do. Before our audience, how would you describe what you do? I provide service to Anyone who's in need, from from my experience and from my education, from the mostly healing and healing into it, I help people heal. Help people heal. Amen, amen. And you do it well, and you do it well. That's definitely your calling. With as much energy as you have, and as positive, <laughs> you are the most positive person I know. I thought I was really, 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 really <laughs> positive. But you just take it up. You take it up a couple notches. A lot of people are, are unaware of this part, right, of all that you do. But you were a tremendous basketball player. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about that. And and, you're, and one of your good friends, go, we all go way back, Bobby Dandridge, NBA Hall of Famer. We went. We were able to go up and witness and, and see him inducted into the Hall of Fame. He says you would have been in the NBA. Well, it's 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 choices. What uh, what uh, uh, changed uh, it? I made some choices because when I was younger, I couldn't validate myself. I, I had problems validating myself, mm. and I, so I would go and make decisions that, that will go with a person whose esteem is not there. You know, I I was pretty good mm. in basketball. By fact, looking back, how you say we, we, we go we live forward to understand backwards. After looking back, I I they I was probably mm. one of the best that came out of my area. And I was I was one of the best. And uh, instead of instead of going into college, though I That's came up I doing segregation. And I and I grew up in an era where my parents, they I had six other siblings, and my parents they 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 weren't educated, okay. and and so they worked two or three jobs, and they were mm-hmm. like uh, service positions. Like my father's janitor, custodian, and my mother's domestic. So and they raised us, so they never came mm-hmm. and see me play basketball in in high in high school. Hey, wow. So what happened? They missed. I would play, and I, and I went into the instead of going into college, I graduated from high school at seventeen. I mm. went into the service. That's when they were drafting. You understand? I, I am seventy eight, mm-hmm. and and during that time, I went to graduate high school at seventeen. So I went into the service, military, and I was playing against. Wow. Was I played against professionals and the ones who were in college because they were getting drafted. You were a boy. And 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 the thing was I still wasn't, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, I just loved to play. And and so and 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 the whole point was well, I, seen I was, you play. I was using substance too. <laughs> I was drinking and 
because I was in that mm-hmm. 17 and a grown ups and I was grown at 17. So I was doing what grown ups do. Okay. I was drinking and I, and I, and 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 uh, right. Right. In most places where I played, I was at 17. When I went in at 17, 18, I'm playing. In most places, I'm starting. I'm playing. I'm, I'm, I'm on the on starting team. And we were accomplishing things. You know, like we were, I was the most valuable player in most places I played. I was most valuable in Mumbai. I was most mm-hmm. valuable in, J- in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, however, it didn't correlate me going anywhere else with it. I just loved to play. And, and then the Addiction took mm, over. Right. I was playing and I was using. And so those the choices I did. Mm-hmm. I have growing up, I grew up in an area they call in segregated area they called the seminary that was in Alexandria. And all all the all the in my mm-hmm. neighborhood, all the ones who work lived there and worked, they were service positions. And all the all the European Americans, they were middle class or wow. upper middle class. So I grew up playing with them on basketball, and and right. I was a, 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 a however I got bused to schools because it was segregated. And so however I was I was gradually mm-hmm. pick up mm-hmm. things. You know they would. And this is in the fifties. They were going to basketball camps then. Because they and, and all the ones in the neighborhood, the blacks and the mm-hmm. whites, they were we weren't all Americans because they weren't weren't judged like that in this neighborhood, you know. But I was all state and all that other kind of stuff. However, they were all Americans mm-hmm. and stuff, and they would they pick up from they bring it in, and I next thing you know, I'd have it. I learned from them, and they they got the one who originated with it because I. I guess- I was gonna say that they came. They went to camp because they're trying to keep up with you. But I, I up <laughs> you were the camp, and and the blessing was I pick up with them. You know, they taught me how to pick and roll, how to play defense, how to front stuff. And then I had the city game too. I was mm-hmm, doing things mm-hmm. that they weren't doing then. I was, you know, doing that, and, and, and I was dribbling through my legs behind wow. my back and all that kind of stuff. So my first high school where my family went, the coach. Wow. Didn't like it, so so I I was questioning my play and 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 I was mm. I didn't start playing varsity because I kept trying out for the team. He kept cutting me because they said I was too fancy. So I tra- I transferred schools. He was saying he mm. said why are you go transfer? He said I keep you. I asked him. I mm-hmm. said well like why you keep cutting me? And he said well I got these other guys. I said well how can I play them? I say don't ask me. Ask them. And then he told me, "Well, I will bring you in in January." I said, "No, you're not. I'm leaving." So I left, and I and and, and sister was segregated. I had to go to school. It wasn't that I got to transfer a school down the street. I had to go to school about 40, 30, 40 miles away in Fairfax. Oh, I was outside. Decided to go to Fairfax, wow. and I went up there, and 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 I made all district all all that up there, and 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 mm-hmm. however. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the coach right there, he was he had his people. You know, he had his people. He was sending the big boys to car. So I didn't know about car. I just came up right. with And so, uh, uh, and and the, and the strange thing about mm-hmm. it, the mm-hmm. principal at the high school that I w- wanted to play, you know, play with all my family played and stuff, he would come to my basketball games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other place. He'd say, that's my man right there. <laughs> at the other place. So, 
I couldn't validate myself. So that's not how that happened. Wow. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Clearly you face some adversity and our show is about helping people face adversity. You know how you face adversity now, being a reverend and pastoring the people and helping them and, you know, God living through you, the Holy Spirit, helping you through adversity. How did you deal with adversity back then? You know, you grew up in Alexandria and that was not an easy place to grow up. My mother, my brother, who was I thought was one of the smartest guys I ever known. He was three years older than me. He would come home. And, and and not mm-hmm. even studying, he was on a dean's list. I, 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 he, he left and he went to service. And my parents say, well, that's a good thing for you because they were worried about me. You know, they thought that was a safe place for me mm-hmm. to go there. And so I, 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 once I it, it wasn't cool. a good place for me. I ran into really racism in there. I mean, it was, it was, just, it was just the most racist place I ever, mm-hmm. I ever went to. However, so I would drink and do things to to mm-hmm. to you know to soothe it to to, to cope, and and it, and it became a, right right uh, right. No more pain. Mm-hmm. My addiction and it went from okay. it went from okay. it just went the whole gamut. You know, from alcohol. When I first went into service, they I, I ran into people who were just like me. They was just older, mm-hmm. and they taught me. Hey, hey, they taught me how to drink. You know, I drank gin and tonic in the summer. Hey, hey, round, right. round, round September, I'd change over drink. to some dark, <laughs> let's go like bourbon. <laughs> around Christmas time, then we changed that. to cognac. However, by the time I got out of the service, it seemed like wild eyes rose for that occasion. And what happened when I came out of the service, after four years, I, I, I had a, I, I had a, 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 I had got a, a young girl impregnated so I married her mm-hmm. because she was 17 years old and I didn't know mm-hmm. I didn't know she was 17 I, you know she wow. was saying however if I known I still might have messed with her because you know I had mm-hmm. I, my, my morals wasn't really up there you know in character mm-hmm. so I, I did that and, and I came home mm-hmm. instead of going to college then you know because I had some authors coming out of, out, of, out of the service you know my friend went up to San Diego State I was gonna go out there. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. when I came home, I hooked up with my old friends. Matter of fact, they picked me up at the at the uh, bus station down DC at the bus station. And they, they they pulled wow. up in a a, a, a deuce in the quarter. Hey, hey, they pushed the button down here, and the window went down. When I went into service, mm-hmm. they were winding windows up, you know, what I mean? and they were hustling. And so I just got right wow. with them. Okay. And then we started. I, I started hustling mm-hmm. and going working, and 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 I started selling drugs like heroin. And the next thing I knew, I was my best customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just took me to. It took me to, to such a bottom, such know. a bottom. I like that. Like from the, I got out. I went into service in 1962. I got out in 1966. From there, all the way until I got. I got some treatment in 1980. All the way to that, my I was in such a worse shape. When I went to treatment, the blessing was I did go into service because I wouldn't have no insurance. I wasn't working nowhere. I was, hey, I was homeless really, and I got right. in, the, in there, and I and I and they said that I was the mm-hmm. worst case 
they ever seen coming there before or after. I was weighing about 130 pounds. Wow. I, I, my hands, my hands was real big, like boxing gloves from from IV drug use and, and no more veins. Mm. I, I, I'm telling it's you, the one you still that, living. That, that's God. I mean, how did you? That, you know, I, I I realized that after the fact, it was all God. That God was just carrying me. You know, I got there, and once I once I got mm. there though, Amen. And I and, Amen. and I realized I was getting, I, I, and I got clean. I, I I went into like NA in AA. And NA was just in the DC area, NA was just starting. Mm-hmm. They didn't have no more about six meetings. So I got really involved in it and to save my life service. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel I felt my calling wow. to do that. My calling was to help other addicts. See, I didn't I didn't get to to, to get the call into a a a, a uh, a spirituality from religion. I got it from working twelve steps and, and going to meet them. And, and, and then after I, I mm. got involved in that, they I, they had me. I started speaking at conventions all over, all over, all over, all over the oh, United wow. States. In the, in, in Toronto, I was, I was open speaking at, at in a convention, world convention in California, Bahamas, wow. Florida, New York. So I was involved. Yeah. I know that was powerful. I had that calling. So I I was blessed. How God God you know, God can take a take a take a mess and make a miracle. And and, and so he, he, he God I while I was doing the fundraiser for the World Commission here in DC in eighty five, I ran into a guy who told me, he said, you know, mm-hmm. you can go and get a master's degree at at, at Lincoln University. One of the, the oldest black university in them, you know, they said Lincoln uh, was one was one of the oldest black universities. And I said, and this was a this was a European American telling me this. He was telling me this. I said, wow. I said, well, I don't have mm-hmm. no. He said, you don't need them. He said, because you're working in the field of addiction, you can go in there, you can test in, and I can. T- I, I, right. I always had a knack with passing tests. You know what I mean. So I, I, I tested and rolled up and got in there, and I got my master's right, of human right, right. services yeah, yeah, yeah. in and and nineteen May nineteen eighty seven. With that, I been able. I was able wow. to go and, and, and go and work in the field of addictions and get a a, a, a licensed clinical counselor. You know, like I became a licensed clinical counselor, and I was working in the field. I worked in the field for thirty years, and 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 the lesson I could do, I've got learned all these things. But the most thing I ran out, I realized the most important recovery tool I had was my own. So I had to learn how to, yeah, I had to learn how to tell Amen. it. You know, that's it. Powerful. Well, so you used to clearly your go to was alcohol. Okay, yeah. things of that yeah. nature. Let's say uh-huh. worldly items, right? You went to the worldly items to help you get through stress and strife and anxiety. Now, how does it? How do you do it now? You know, as 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 yeah. a reverend. Same tool. Same tool. I use. What's the I segue? Use tools like serenity prayer. You say. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. And that's you, Billy. I can't change you. Courage to change the things I can. I can change me. 
And a lot of times with some help and the wisdom to know the difference. I know the difference between you and me. <laughs> you know? And then it, it taught me, it taught me accepted. The blessing was Amen. it gave me an opportunity. It gave, gave me some steps, you know, the 12 steps. And I still, hey, 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 it's still user. You see, you see, it's mm-hmm. alcoholism. It's not alcoholism. You know, it's still, I still have an addiction. <laughs> you know, I still <laughs> That's have. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you got to look yeah, at it that way. Because it, it can always come seep back into your life. Addiction, I have hold on to this. What right, my addiction right. wants to do is that. It wants to kill me. However, it wants to do a right. it, it wants to do a scenic route yeah. though. It won't do it right away. It takes me all around. It takes a, it takes ability to work from it. it takes family right. away from it. it takes wow. ability to work and, and myself. It, it right. takes all that and then and then yeah. So it sounds like the enemy to me. That's what it sounds like. And yeah, fortunately, your and will your will to live is stronger than your will to die. It gave me a pathway well, you back ain't going to nowhere. God. It gave me a pathway back to God. You know, like the, f- yeah, the, the first step, it gave me an opportunity to Somehow see what works. the addiction was. You know, you were, uh, what the problem was hey, 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 addiction. You know, hey, I can't. Mm-hmm. And, and the second step was uh, mm-hmm. knowing that a proud greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And then the third step was using that, made a decision to use it. Amen. And you can tell it by the way I walk. And then the, the our, our eight it. steps. That's it. Of you know nine steps, rubber of takes out everything in between, so I can get to this, get to this power greater than myself, and and you know like the mirrors, the, mm-hmm. the inventory, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I yeah. realized once I did that inventory, I realized that that God was with me mm-hmm. all the time, it, all the time. Speaking of that, oh, your go-to, oh. all right, is your your go-to is God. Your go-to is the Holy Spirit. Who's your go-to? Yeah, I have a go-to. Living down here on Earth. I have a, I have a, Do you have uh, a go-to? Uh, even doing all this stuff, I have a sponsor. Might be a couple. His name is Charles. I have a sponsor. Hey, 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 hey. And I'm going to tell you, he's a friend. He will tell me, he'll tell me the truth, risk not being my friend, than the lie to me to be my friend. I had to have someone like that. I had to have someone like that. Wow. That's, yeah. that's powerful. That's powerful. Charles, yeah. I want to know, as pastors of the church, how, how, how would you describe how it feels to pastor a church, you and your it, wife? It, your it, it, I would tell you, it's, 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 it's not as difficult as it would seem. You know, what it is, I, you have, we have to realize, though, See, I've been through mm-hmm. everything. Mostly, I've had, I've had, I've been through four counselors, Billy. Four counselors. You know, I've been through, and I know, and I, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. That, 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 and I went through that addiction. All those counselors, nothing was worse than that addiction. And I understand that God, in God's time, mm-hmm. God removed that addiction from me. So my idea of working with them. Is not to be judgmental. To, 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 to be a witness. To, I, I, the worst thing I can see is be a hypocrite. You know, so mm-hmm. I, 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 and I understand. Mm-hmm. I don't judge. I understand. You see, see, the deal is, the deal is in, in the church. I have to realize that people drink, 
and drug in church. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well, and, and, and I have right. to allow yep. them. That's right. That's right. To meet the same God of mine. So I have to open it up. And it's hard for me to be judgmental and get somebody help, mm-hmm. help somebody. My whole idea in there is I got, right. I got genius back. I, I, I got her back. You understand? Every day I go. got her back. Yeah. And the deal is, That's so, it. and, and, and it's, it's not easy right. all the time because people are people. The only way you can get along exactly. all 100% of the time is live by yourself on the island. If you put one more person there, <laughs> we here we go. Here we go. So is that one of the individuals in your life that's most helpful, that maybe most helpful to your career as, as uh, being a pastor? Uh, another pastor, you said. Who, who would they be? No, who who would you say have been most instrumental in helping you oh, become no Jenny. the pastor Jenny that you are is today? a fantastic pastor. That's your mother and my wife. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, and I understand she is a pastor who can preach. She she has so much love that it overflows. Sometimes I run with the overflow. I'm I'm more direct because because I I, from the from the lifestyle I have come through, I I picture things faster. You understand? I believe Mm -hmm. you know behaviors, and I worked in the field so Mm -hmm. long, Mm -hmm. so I understand behaviors. However, she she is a fantastic. See, I am a pastor who counsels. I'm a counselor, a therapist, clinical therapist. I do that. However, I mm-hmm. don't get it mixed up that mm-hmm. she's not. And so I understand. Right. And, I, and this is right. the other thing. I allow yeah. her to be all that she could be. When we first when we first got married. We, I like to tell people. <laughs> she don't like me to say this though. I like to tell people that 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 that, that my credit was so bad in some places they wouldn't accept care. However, however, God allowed us to get wow. a house, got a house, and they, we had that house yeah. for one year. And she came back and told me if she was teaching school there, and and before I before I got involved with the relationship with her. I had worked on all myself. And before I got in a relationship or talk about marriage, I had to accept her just the way she was. If I couldn't accept her just the way she was, I was rolling out because I've been in a relationship where we go work on something. <laughs> so I accepted her just the way she was. Right. And what happened, right. she came back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she told me, she said, I feel called to the ministry. I said, well, I said, well, you got to go to school. You know, got to go. Wow. She said, well, I'll go part-time. I said, well, I don't think God calls you part-time. Mm-hmm. God said, we're going to step on our feet. Yeah, so we stepped out. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and we got through. People out. was helping us, you know, you know, about mortgage. Like, however, we got through. She went back and she went and she got a master's divinity. She came to be associate pastor. And then she went mm-hmm. back and she mm-hmm. got her doctorate degree. She got the pastor of a church. However, Doctor. That was that for me. That was for her and her God because I already accepted her just the way she was. This is just you know that's mm. not like I say that like a cherry on the top of the cake. Yeah, that's gravy. 
However, I already I you know say, like that's the great that's, that's the great and, and, and yeah. I, I deal yeah. with that. And like I've had I got or after sixty I got after she went and got hers, then I felt I knew I was called. You know, I felt it. And so I went to divinity school and I was getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I'd ask mm-hmm. tell people, I said, Well, I'm getting ready to go to divinity school because I was real good as a therapist. You know, accurate. I elbow God said, I got something for you right. to be great right. at. So and I and I called there people, you, you know, the people who, are, you who are. think was gonna be supportive to you. I and tell them, I said, Man, you know, I'm thinking about going to divinity. They say, Going where? They say, You'll be sixty five when you get out. I said, I said, goodbye. I said, yeah, well, I plan on being 65 anyway. I just want to have a degree. You know? and so I started doing yeah. that, and I went. And I, and I, I, I graduated that May. The next year, and, and, and then that, 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 the year before that, that October, on my last year, my mother and my mother-in-law, they, 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 they died within two weeks of each other in October. And that was my birthday in October, my birthday month. I, I got right. ordained that's right. on my birthday yep, that's right. in 2010. 2011 on my birthday, I was preparing for the next day with cancer surgery for cancer in my liver. Two Ooh. years later in October, I was in, I was in surgery for stomach cancer. 2021, mm. I had prostate cancer. October. 2022 October, I had the liver cancer had returned, and and in between those times, my wife had breast cancer, and then the next two years, lump cancer, and we go through that. That's right. And however, I do. You see, I had a go-to. My go-to is my addiction, and. My addiction, my bottom was so low, I had an uphill climb just to reach the bottom. You know what I mean? So, 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 so yeah, and I know that God took me through that, and I knew That's God love. carried me through all this. And God has, and God keeps his promises. Amen. Amen. He's every day, all the time. Let me ask you this. One more, one, one huh? question. What's the most challenging aspect of ministry? The most challenging aspect most challenging, of ministry. The walk, the way I talk. I, that's hard to believe because you talk, I mean, you talk it so well. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's second nature. It's second nature. My question is, is it challenging to balance your ministry, counseling, family responsibilities? I know it's a lot. It's it, it 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 seems like it's really not challenging because it feels like this is what I am called to do, and when one correlates into the other, and and the blessing is that I minister with someone. You know, I minister with my wife, your mother, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It's, and 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 so that's part of our family is ministry and Amen. counseling. We do it together. We do a lot of things together. So. We get opportunities to run it back and forth each other. So it's, it's, it flows. It's really not a challenge. It's a privilege. There you go. There you go. It's an honor. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Looking back, looking back of all you've been through, any regrets or, or things you would do differently in life, career selection, your Christian, your Christian journey, would you do anything differently or keep it the same? 
you know, I I I don't. I think looking back, it's a game for 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 for, for losers who, who who don't appreciate all the things that I've gone through. All, everything I've gone through made me the person I am. And I saw the particular pick about me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. I, everything I went through, I learned from Billy. And I wouldn't be the person I am and the person I'm going to be for some more, because the more lessons are coming. That's it. That's it. And I Amen. look forward to it. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, you know, no, I really don't. I really don't regret anything. I understand. I understand. It makes us, I mean, we're, we're how they say it? Our sums and differences make us who we are today, what we are today. I have no regrets either. I can respect yeah. that. My last question in closing, any nuggets of wisdom for our audience that you'd like to share before we close out? Yeah. The, the thing that I, I, I like to uh, like to say is we have to pay attention to the story we tell each other. We have to learn how to tell our story. And the first one we have to learn how to tell our story to is ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. I have a wonderful story. I have a story where I'm the hero in it. And we have to find that. And you find the hero in your story. That's it. Find the hero in your story. (laughs) That's it. Clyde, it's been a blessing. Thank you so much for this interview, for your help that you've given me. You know, you you counsel me. You've been a father to me, a mentor. And, you know, I'm so, so happy that you're in my life. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you more. Thank you so much for asking me. Amen. All right. Take care. See you soon. All right. Allow me to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much, much more. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the TMUS podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.